With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to We've Never Been Clicked. This is Cuppy Cup. This is our second episode of the week in which we invite a New Yorker to be on the show. And today we invite Deputy Inspector Timothy Mallon, who is commanding officer of the NYPD 20th Precinct to the show because he got into a really fun and interesting scuffle with Longhorns on Twitter and... Aggies and and Sooners were all kind of jumping into the fray here and and getting in a really nice Twitter fight during the offseason. So I just want to pick his brain, see where he's coming from, find out uh, his background, his affiliation with Sooners or Aggies or or whoever it might be. We'll just see where it goes. Tim, first of all, I know you're on vacation. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Oh, it's my pleasure. As it turns out, as uh I'll tell you something. Vacation is uh, is not the word I'd use for what what I'm where I am right now. I'm up by um by Cooperstown. My in-laws rented a lake house off Lake Ostego in Cooperstown, New York. That sounds nice. Well, you know, it's nice. It's a beautiful setting, and and I do like my in-laws, and I like my sister-in-law's family. But I'll tell you something, man. Never ever take a vacation and just rent a lake house because <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's not like I like vacations where like you know there's like a maid and restaurants, and you don't have to do anything. Right. <laughs> Like commanding a New York City police precinct is, I think it's the best job in the world, but it's a lot of work. It's 24-7, 365. I get emails and phone calls, like, you know, any time of day or night. And I just kind of want to relax. And when you're cooking for like, you know, 10 people, it's and shopping for 10 people. It's a ton of work. I want to go someplace where I don't have to do work. I could have just been a busboy for a week and probably had the same experience uh, and probably collected some tips, <laughs> you know, in, in the process. Uh you know, I'm with my in-laws and my sister-in-law's family, and I love them dearly. They're, they're great people, but I don't want to live with them. And I don't know about you, man. I, don't, I wouldn't want to move in with my in-laws uh, in close quarters. Uh, and, and the way I've been kind of coping and getting through this week of vacation is just copious amounts of, uh, of, of Labatt Light, which they sell up here. So I think I'm single-handedly sustaining Canada's economy, uh, you know, thanks to uh, being in close quarters with uh, such family. Uh, but that said... <laughs> Um, I love I love stepping away from uh, from 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 the vacation to talk a little college football, man. It's one of my favorite things in the world. Very good. So this isn't a vacation because of what happened, right? You're not uh, you're not taking a break from Twitter because you had so many people in your mentions. I'm always I'm always like I'm always connected to the precinct. I'm always connected to our social media feeds. I'm always connected to what's going on, even when I'm on vacation. So uh, you know, it's part of it. Like I said, though, that's not a complaint. Because it is, it's something I truly enjoy. Like I said, I have the best job in the world. For those who, uh, who didn't see the Twitter feed, I command the 20th Precinct of the New York City Police Department. It's a great slice of Manhattan on the Upper West Side. We've got about 150 cops uh, and sergeants and lieutenants and 30 civilians. And they're all, they're just, they're wonderful people to work with. I love it. 
um, and we got a great area with some wonderful residents. It's just, it's the best thing in the world. The work, the work my cops do every day makes me so, so very proud. And I, and I love them and I love this city and I love the Upper West Side. Awesome. Excellent. Uh, you're probably the most unique guest I've ever spoken to because mo- most people I invite on the show, they're either national columnists for college football or they live in Texas or they uh, at least went to Texas A&M, uh, which I assumed you did at first. So let me just set it up a little bit, giving the background to these tweets. The The first tweet was, fr- was from the NYPD Highway Patrol, I believe. And Correct. they posted a picture of... Uh, it was a, a dummy sitting in the back seat dressed in a University of Texas burnt orange hoodie. Yeah. And it was a, a traffic violation for driving through the, the HOV lane with the homemade dummy in the back seat. Correct. We have these lanes on highways around New York, and they probably have them elsewhere. Um, I'm sure they do. They're carpool lanes where you mm-hmm. just have to be. It's the idea to incentivize people to carpool. It cuts down on cars on the road and reduces traffic. And I've actually seen this before. And people come up with some like really elaborate mannequins and dress them up in suits and ties so they can drive in the carpool lane and get to work a little faster. What this clown did who the NYPD highway patrol pulled over, they dressed, it's not even a really good dummy. And they put on that university of Texas bright orange. So it really stands out, you know, hoodie in July in New York. And it's hot here. I mean, like it's going to stand out. So the highway guy was pretty able to pick that out. And he put up a great photo of the, uh, of the dummy in the backseat of the car in the UT sweatshirt. <laughs> exactly. And th- so that came on to my feed first because uh, a lot of kind of Aggie fans were making fun of the picture. And then the most interesting thing happened with you uh, on the NYPD 20th Precinct account. Uh, you you replied to that tweet and said, we think the Tamu police would agree so long to the orange and the white. And then you posted an animated GIF of the uh, the horns down gesture. Horns down. <laughs> yeah. And that got a, a lot of engagement. Yeah. So I'm going to confess something right here is that um, I've interacted. Um, I mean, a little bit of background is that. Um, I actually didn't go to Texas A&M, nor did I go to Texas. And also the Oklahoma fan base was involved in that Twitter thread as well. Oh, and sure. they came with some really, really great, funny comments as well. Um, the truth is, I did my undergraduate work at the University of Notre Dame. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm a college football fanatic as a result of it. And I'm going to confess something here. I've interacted with all three fan bases. The Texas A&M fan base, um, I was at the 92 and the 93 Cotton Bowl. I had friends that went down to A&M in 01, and A&M just squashed Notre Dame. Notre Dame didn't get, get, a, get a touchdown. It was 24 to 3, I think, or something okay. like that. But they said the Texas A&M fan, they found the same thing I did from interacting with the A&M fan base. They were fun. They were warm. They were out for a good time. You know, they were, they were proud of their school, but they weren't, like, mean-spirited, and I can think of some other schools that are. Good. Um, and they were really great. And, and, I, and I really liked being down there. And I, I really hope Notre Dame comes back to uh, – to Kyle Field because that's on my bucket list. I'd love to go. Back. I'd love to go see a game there. I mean, it looks it's it's that's one of like the really really prominently awesome environments in college football. Like that, the Autzen Zoo. Um, so I love the Texas A&M fan base, and I've actually interacted with the Texas fan base. They came to Notre Dame in '95 in my freshman year, and um, Notre Dame thumped them. Um, yeah. But that said, all the Texas fans still came out. They drank with us. They partied with us. I had a lot of fun with them too. And then. Um, Oklahoma, as at Notre Dame, uh, came back right after I graduated. We played them in 99 when a rookie coach named Bob Stoops somehow lost to Bob Davies. Mm. Um, and the Oklahoma people were a blast, and they were, they were a lot of fun. I know people that went to Norman in 2012 and had a wonderful experience saying that they were a really warm, happy, fun fan base. 
Of course, in 2001, when after Bob Davey beat Oklahoma, the two schools had very different trajectories, and it would sure. be you know 13 years until Notre Dame could even remotely compete with Oklahoma again. But uh, I actually I love. I gotta say, I've met fans from all three schools. I've been around them. I've partied with them, had beers together. I gotta say, I love them, but I couldn't pass up the chance. <laughs> College football is the greatest sport in the world. It's the best sport in the world Agreed. because of the, the pageantry, the rivalries, the fan bases, and, and the game itself. It's so wonderful. And you know, part of being such a great sport, if I get the chance to kind of use my social media feed to have like a little fun with policing, but also do some, you know, ignite some rivalries, you know, have a little, like do a little tweaking of the fan bases. I couldn't pass it up. And I, it was too easy. Like A&M, the Aggie war him is one of the coolest fight songs in college football because you have the whole thing is like an assault on another school. Right. Saying like basically <laughs> like so long to your colors, we're the real men. And to sum it up. And, and by the way, your song sounds like hell when you sing. Yeah. <laughs> it's an awesome fight song. We don't even play them anymore, which is which is a shame, at least from my perspective. Yeah. So I couldn't, like, you know, and as a college football fan, I'm, you know, I'm familiar with it, and I couldn't resist the chance just to kind of quote it and do the horns down thing, uh, you know. So that was, it was, I had a lot of fun with it. <laughs> well, we loved it, and I think most of us assumed that you were an Aggie. So that's such a cool backstory that uh, you're actually a Notre Dame fan because one of our writers, Jimmy Guards, he has multiple degrees and one of them's from Notre Dame, one's from A&M. So he's a big fan of both schools. So he's, he's really going to get a kick out of that. Uh, but the two great fan bases. And, and you mentioned all these fan bases are good. And uh, I agree with that for the most part. And I think that what you, uh, you probably already realized it, but this really came out in response to your tweet is that the fan bases act differently on Twitter than they do in real life where everybody, except for Texas Tech and some other exceptions, are are pretty accommodating and welcoming and just good people to be around. But you were inundated with kind of this combination of praise from Aggies and Sooners and really kind of vile replies from the Longhorn fan base. But the the thing that I was most excited about was that you weren't just taking it on the chin. You were getting in there in the muck with the Longhorns and and kind of roasting them, which which was fantastic. It, with, without using profanity too, because yeah, like, that's with, good. I, I kind of stayed above the fray and took some and and, uh, and did it in kind of a happy way. Like uh, there was, uh, what was it? I think it was Longhorn Marty was the uh, was the Twitter account that used a lot of profanity, uh, referred to us as thugs, and said, you know, there's no crime here. Um, right. You know, there's no crime committed. Why are you picking on that for a person? And it's like, well, the traffic violation. And yeah, there's technically no victim when someone runs a red light, but you kind of have to enforce that rule so everyone doesn't run red lights. And yeah, you know, it's a safety yep. issue. You think referring to the NYPD as thugs, and I got to tell you something. My cops, I have some of the most warm-hearted, wonderful cops in the world. They'll, they'll, give, the shirt, they'll give the shirt off the back for someone in need. So, um, you know, I, I, I looked at that and I'm like, oh, this guy's got to get roasted. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, yeah. So I found a, a great gift. Um, it was from an Oklahoma, Texas, uh, from the Red River shootout of the Texas defender just getting burned by Oklahoma, Oklahoma opening up huge blocking lanes. And you see a runner go about 80 yards with Longhorns throwing themselves in every direction and missing. Oh, Alex Ross, I saw that just kind of plowing through and then breaking away. Yeah. Yeah. And because we're talking about a carpool lane, I said, you know, listen, it's not a crime. It's a traffic violation. Just remember, good things happen when you stay in your lane. Yeah. That um, was so you know, good. And uh, that brought in the Sooner fans uh, who I think enjoyed that immensely as well. Um, and, yep. uh, yeah. Yeah. But in, in certainly, in that, I can't speak to the greater Twitterverse, 
but certainly in that thread, there was some, um, you know, ungentlemanly behavior from some Longhorn fans, uh, which made it a lot of fun. Yeah, Longhorn Morty was definitely one of them. And I think that the funniest thing now knowing that uh, you're a Notre Dame guy is that he was trying to attack the Sooners and Aggies, which obviously you're not going to care about that much. He's asking, like, what's the all-time series record and, and things like that, thinking it's going to hurt your feelings. But but you didn't care. Oh, they just piled on him. That was great. That was, yeah. a, for those who haven't seen it, it's a really, really if, – if, if you can be lighthearted, it, it's a really, really fun, enjoyable thread. Right. Um, and that's what makes, like I said, you have to see it in the sense that when you step back from the school and look at the greater college football picture, and it's okay to have fun um, and, and appreciate other fan bases and, and other university cultures. And uh, I, I, I think that was, there's a lot of that on display there. When the Sooners and the Aggies came together, I felt like that was a uniting force. Exactly. I like it's the, the first step towards world peace. And I, I don't know. <laughs> the, the common enemy. Uh, yeah, that was, yeah, that was really cool. And did you, uh, so I'm used to now in this kind of social media world that we live in to there being backlash to everything we do. Did you hear anything from your cops or anyone else up there in New York? See, here's the problem is that, you know, like you get, you love college football. Your listeners love college football. I love college football. New York is just a pro town. So, like, I was sending it around to some of my executive colleagues, and they're like, what does this mean, Giggum? I'm like, guys, it's A&M. And, yeah. like, and I'm, like, I'm like, what does this mean so long, you know, so long to the orange and the white? I'm like, guys, it's the Aggie Warhead. They're like, what's an Aggie? And I'm like, oh, for God's sakes, man, come on, man. Like, you know, the, the country doesn't end at the Hudson River. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, there's certain bars in New York, like there's a Georgia bar, an Auburn bar. There's many Notre Dame bars, um, Michigan bars, which we could probably do without. Yeah. You know, there's, uh, you, know, there's uh, you know, every fan base has a bar in New York City, but there's no New York City team. The nearest major college football program is Rutgers. And I'm pretty sure there's high schools in Texas that have better facilities and draw more fans than Rutgers. Yeah, they're they're in bad shape this year, too. I think the over under for their yeah. win totals like two and a half games. And, and there's no coverage of college football on the tablets here. So here I had this great Twitter thread with these fan bases getting energized. And just and it was just all my, on my executive colleagues in the NYPD. It was just just lost on them. And it was that that to me was the only disappointing part is that, uh, you know, if I tweeted the picture of us, like, you know, with, like petting a dog, that would, you know, they'd love it and be like, OK, here's 10,000 retweets, um, <laughs> you know, but, uh, <laughs> you know, so that was the frustrating part. But it was. If, if that's what the whole thread um, with with everyone getting involved is, is a really good read. I'll link to the whole thread in the uh, uh, in the show notes. So hopefully you pick up some more Aggie followers on on that account. I, th- I think the uh, the interactions you had with Keith Heath twelve might have been my favorite. Yep. No wonder the world thinks you're clowns. Why uh, you are, and you, you you corrected him and said, you know, why you apostrophe r e, and and he replied yeah, to that. Yeah, spell it right, you know. And he he replied and said, "Oh crap, you're the grammar police too. Crime must be down and literacy up in that liberal dump you call NYC." And I just loved your response to that because not only did you defend the city. You you poked the bear again at the at the end of that tweet. You you said it, yes. uh, New York's a great city. Crime's way down here in the Big Apple, one of the safest cities in America. If you came, we'd be happy to talk crime prevention and discuss our success. And then in parentheses, you said even though defense is typically lost on the Big Twelve types, and I, <laughs> everyone loved that too. That was just awesome. It was uh, that was irresistible. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was because uh, again, as a fan of college football, that's a big. You know, they get that's that's the knock in the Big Twelve. Um, you know, 
Notre Dame can't score points, uh, but the defense is solid. Um, you know, Oklahoma can, and uh, say, but you know, Alabama just rolled them. Um, you know, when they ran into them, uh, right. I, I prefer defense. And I'll tell you something. Um, you know, love or hate Jimbo Fisher. You know, your defense, the the man can build a defense. And we have Mike Elko now, who you're probably familiar with as a Notre Dame fan. Yeah, uh, he was great. He was, he was, he was absolutely outstanding. That was a steal for A&M. His replacement, Clark Lee, has been excellent as well because he kind of falls on that tree. You know, he worked under him. But Elko really is the one, um, you know, the the difference in coordinators when Elko came. um, I don't even want to talk, you know, I don't don't want want to call people out, but Brian Brian Kelly's original defense is, uh, you know, he had a couple in there that were just uh, so many issues, so many problems. And Elko's a great recruiter. Um, so you guys are in very good hands. Yeah, we're excited. And, and y'all made the playoff last year. So like you said, you kind of didn't miss a beat um, with, with the new coordinator. But uh, and, and it looks like this is going to be an interesting season because Notre Dame uh, runs against a, a pretty tough schedule, which I guess you're used to. Yeah, yeah. I, um, you know, they, they, have, um, they have, oh God, they have Georgia on the road and Michigan on the road, USC at home, Stanford away. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tough slate this year. Listen, I just can't wait for college football to get here. I know. You know, I'm in I'm in Cooperstown, and um, you know, I went to the Hall of Fame, and it's, I, I'd recommend it to anybody. But here's the thing: I went to the College Football Hall of Fame. It was in South Bend, and I loved it. It was interactive. It was fun. It was well done. You know, since moved, it, it since moved. Baseball Hall of Fame. Baseball is so steeped in tradition um, that it's fun for about the first thirty minutes. You're seeing, oh, here's a ball signed by Lou Gehrig. Mm-hmm. Here's a bat signed by uh, Babe Ruth. After the first 30 minutes, when you've seen your 4,000th baseball and your 5,000th signed bat, it gets a little bit all the same. And you're just kind of walking through the museum, all right, bat, ball, jersey, bat, ball, jersey, bat, ball, jersey. Um, and, and, I like, and I like baseball. I'm a Met fan, but, I, God, I can't wait for college football to come back. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And I do hope that, uh, that A&M and Notre Dame maybe get a home-and-home because home, you, you mentioned Kyle Field being kind of a, a bucket list stadium for you. I want to visit Notre Dame Stadium uh, sometime in my life. It's a good party. You'll find the fans, Notre Dame fans pride themselves similar to like, it's kind of like, I got to say part of the Texas culture. And what I really like as a New Yorker, what I've always liked and admired about Texas whenever I'm down there is hospitality and being hospitable. Um, you'll find, and, and when, when I interacted with both, I hate to say it, the Longhorn fan base and the A&M, A&M fan base, they're really warm, hospitable people. When you go to Notre Dame, you find the same thing. It's a fan base that prides themselves on treating the visitors well you know, um, and, and, op- and, you know, open saying, come, come with us, join us. It's a good time. We're going to root like hell for our team, but we want you to feel safe, have a good time here and, and go away with a good taste in your mouth. And, uh, I think, I think both fan bases probably have that in common. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. And I even picked some of that up just interacting with, with Jimmy, our guy who, who went to Notre Dame, the whole ordeal was just kind of refreshing for me. I really, I really enjoyed your interactions with, um, with all the different fan bases that got involved. So I couldn't resist the opportunity to invite you on just to kind of pick your brain and see where you were coming from yeah. and, and what the motivation was. And, uh, I, I think this was fantastic. So I had a lot of fun doing this, um, uh, and watch the feed as we get closer to college football season. I'm absolutely going to see if anything I can link, any crime or quality of life things that I can link into college football. Uh, <laughs> I decided to go that route because it just got such a good response. And I'll tell you, if you ever find your way up to New York city, uh, look me up and I'll be happy to buy you a beer. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tim. And, uh, and have a good rest of the vacation. I hope someone else is going to pick up the, the cooking duty the rest <laughs> of the way. The cooking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Next time, next, next one's in a hotel with restaurants and a maid and stuff like that. And, uh, 
Yeah, yeah. Never, never rent a lake house and and confine yourself with extended family. Too much work, and uh, yeah, avoid. If I can, if, if if any, if there's anything to come out of this this conversation for your listeners, it's that uh, Texas behaves poorly on Twitter and don't rent a lake house. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> well, thank you, Tim. We appreciate you and and everything that you do. Uh, thank you, and and have a great rest of the day. Awesome. You too. As always, thank you for listening to the show and for subscribing and telling all of your cop friends to subscribe to the show now that we're cop friendly. We really do appreciate the support, and I hope that you'll keep checking in. We're posting four or five episodes every week of different shows, the Minute Bowl, the Bullcast. We've never been clicked. They all kind of have a different flavor to them. And be sure to follow NYPD20PCT, that's NYPD 20th Precinct, on Twitter, uh, since he promised he's going to kind of jump into it with other college football fans uh, throughout this season. Take care, y'all.